Well, we started a series uh, back in January called Always Winning, and uh, we're going to continue in that for some time. That doesn't mean we won't spend time on other things as we go, but there's so much here, you know, you get into something and then it's just, uh, you can tell when the leading of the Lord's there that it just grows. There's things that, okay, we're going to cover this and this and this, and so we're going to continue on that tonight. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 2.14, and then we'll look at 1 Corinthians 15.57. But um, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. First part of that is what I want to emphasize. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15.57 it says, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So He always leads us in triumph. He gives us the victory. How? Through Jesus. Always. Always leads us in triumph. Always gives us the victory. Always. Everybody say always. always. Say it again. Always. always. One more time. Always. always. That means every single time that we win, that He's leading us in triumph today. He's leading us in triumph. He never lead, where is it? He's never going to lead you anywhere else. There's not one day that God is leading you into defeat. If you'll listen to him, he is always leading you into triumph. Even when you are in a crunch situation, if you'll be quiet, if you'll get your heart quiet, if you get your mind quiet, listen on the inside, there's a leading into victory. There's a path to victory. Always. May look like everything is falling down. May look like... There's no way through. And, you know, that's the time you're tempted to panic. You know, it might be full-out panic. It depends on what the situation is. It may just be get irritated. Maybe, why is this going on today? I mean, you know, it, or it could be, what are we going to do? But if you'll listen to God in the middle of that, there's a way that he's going to tell you the next step. Now, it might, it might not lead in five minutes to a breakout victory. It might not lead in a day to victory, but if you listen to him, he's putting you on the path that if you keep going, it's victory every time because he's not going to lead you any other path, any other way. Every time. You know, I've had, there's been challenges. We all have challenges and there's a temptation to get caught up in the moment, get caught up in how am I going to get past this? And if we get this truth, uh, just... And just grounded in us. And no matter what's going on, the Spirit of God, He's sending signals. He, you know, you think of like a radio station, kind of old school, but you know, radio station or TV, or you know, if you have fiber or cable, or you can think of it as a or a, a tower that's sending you the mobile signals, cell phone signals. The signals are coming whether you're receiving it or not. Let's just use a cell phone. If your cell phone's off, that doesn't mean the network shut off. It's, it's, they're still broadcast. Now, the network could go down. Well, that's not going to happen with God. And if we're not receiving something, we shouldn't. The first thing, like if, you, if you're not getting cell phone reception on your phone, the first thing, and you, and you were, and, and there's generally a tower there, whatever, the first thing to check is not, did the whole network go out? Is there something wrong locally? 
And that's especially true of like a radio broadcast station, you know, the ones downtown that are, are broadcasting all the time. If, if you're not receiving something in your car, a radio signal, the first thing you don't check is, did they stop transmitting? I, I, you know, if that's your first thought in your car, you're not receiving, that's, that's the wrong thought. They didn't just stop their 50,000 or 100,000 watt power because you're not receiving. No, they're, they're, they're sending. Well, when we're talking about this specific, that goes for everything that you're talking about being led by God. But when we're talking about if he's always leading us into victory, that means he's always, God's always going to lead you. It's are we listening? Are we listening? So if we're in the middle of something all the time, right through every situation, he's still, if we're listening to him, he's leading us into victory, leading us into victory, leading us into victory. So what's the, what's the play? What's he saying? Get in contact with him. See, the enemy will try to get you off to where you start listening to this stuff. Well, he's not going to lead you into victory. He will try to lead you into defeat every time. So if we stop listening to the Lord and start getting caught up in this, it's setting our path in the wrong direction. But if we'll just hook up with God and say, okay, no, no. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of junk going on here. Quiet that. Get away if you have to. Get into your car. Get some music on. Uh, do do what you have to do. Make space somewhere to where you can get quiet and hear. And you'll see God is leading you. You know, sometimes we think we have to do stuff when we don't have to do it. Yeah. And, you know, if the enemy can just get you going, get you going, get you going, get you going, get you, well, i got to do this, 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 and you're not, but you're not stopping to say, should I even be doing this? You know, a big way to save time uh, is not to do certain things. Sometimes we're trying to get everything done, and if you just cut some certain things out, then you don't have to do it, and you just saved a whole bunch of time, and then you spend your time on what you should be doing. But he's always leading us in victory. Last week we looked at 1 Timothy 6. Let's go back there. <clears throat> 1 Timothy 6. Always winning. Always. Always, always, always. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11 says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called, and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Look at 1 Timothy 1, verse 18, a little earlier in the, the chapter. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience. Conscience. Notice he said, by them you may wage the good warfare. In the CEV, we read some of these, read these last week. It says, Timothy, my son, instructions, the instructions I am giving you are based on what some prophets once said about you. If you follow these instructions, you will fight like a good soldier. Notice it says fight. In the NIV, it says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Now, I want to emphasize that, that the, the fighting but notice this, what he's saying. Uh, let's see, let's go. We'll do it in the NIV. Notice this, this is a thought. Verse 18, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command or 
uh, I am charging you or giving you instructions, the other versions say, in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Now notice he's saying something here. This is a side thought, but notice this. He's saying, I'm giving you commands in keeping with or in line with the prophets, the prophecies once made about you are based on prophecies concerning you that you may fight the battle. Well, he's saying there is certain things I'm telling you to do and they're concerning prophecies that were made about you. But notice he said that you may still fight. Just because God prophesied or something, there's a prophecy made about you. We don't, we don't lead our lives based on prophecy. Okay, in the New Testament, we are not led by words or prophecies. We are led by the Spirit of God on the inside. Anything you get on, uh, from a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, in fact, prophecy doesn't give any direction. Prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort. Prophecy is just inspired utterance. People call prophecy a lot of things, but prophecy itself, simple gift of prophecy, is just inspired utterance. But if, but if there is a word of wisdom or word of knowledge, that, that word of wisdom is talking about the future, what should be done in the future. Word of knowledge is just knowing something that you couldn't possibly know in the natural, but you know it by the Spirit. But we, don't, we are not led by those things as children of God in the New Testament. We are led by the Spirit of God. Those things will only confirm what you already have on your heart. In your heart. Amen? In other words, somebody gives you a prophecy. If it doesn't agree with what you have in your heart, you throw it away. do not matter who it came from. But here, notice this. Timothy, uh, Paul's t saying to Timothy... I'm get, the, based on the, the, the commands that were given, or I'm giving you a command, I'm giving you instructions in keeping with the prophecies were made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Now he's saying there were some things that I gave you and there were some things said about you, but you're still going to have to fight. You know what God said about you in the word? That's already true, what he's already told you in his word, what he's already told you truly by his spirit, which will always agree with the word, what, what things that have been imparted to you, they don't happen automatically. They happen if we cooperate with what God is doing. It's not automatic. So we, there is a fight. There's a fight to see what God wants in our life. So that was a little side thing, but notice it says, um, he, he's talking about this in context, about some things that are uh, that has been spoken about Timothy that, that he's walking out, but it says, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Here's that word fight again. 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 then. It says, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Here he's saying, I, we read these scriptures uh, last week, and I want to piggyback on what we were talking about last week and go a little bit further. I have fought the good fight. 
I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So we, you don't have to flip back there, keep where we are now, but we read in uh, 1 Timothy 6, 11, 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. And then in uh, 1 Timothy 1, 18, we fight like a good soldier. Here he's saying, Paul is saying, I have fought the good fight. So he's looking back saying, I have fought. He's saying the good fight. And we read it earlier, the good fight of faith. So that we, there is a fight. The fight is to stay in faith. Can you turn me down a little bit? I'm getting a little bit of ring. There is a fight, but it's not fighting the devil. It's not fighting people. It's not fighting organizations. It's not fighting your spouse. Not fighting your sibling. The fight that we're supposed to be in is the fight to believe God and to speak his word. That's the fight. There is a fight. It's to stay in faith and to believe God in spite of contradictory circumstances. And the biggest challenge you'll face is not the problem that you face. It's believing the word and speaking the word. Because if we believe the word, if we speak the word, if we agree with God, then we always triumph. If he's told, we, we read, he, he always is leading us in victory. So what is the challenge? It's to stay on track with him. Because if he's leading us in victory, if we follow him and we stay with him and we believe him, where are we going to head? Victory. So what can stop us? Only if we get off that path. So see, the devil can't stop you if you're following God. He can't stop you from getting to victory. But what he can do is try to get you to unhook from God. Get you to stop believing God. Get you to back off believing God. Get you to say, well, I guess that isn't for me. Get you to say, I don't know why it hasn't happened, and pull back. Get you to say, well, I guess I didn't hear right. And so when we're in a circumstance, Satan is going to try to get you unhooked from your faith, unhooked from God. We talked about that some last week. That, that is his target. It's not, it's, it's not about trying to... See, you're not fighting the devil directly. The devil has already been defeated. Jesus already defeated the devil handily. And so God, through the Holy Spirit, by what Jesus did, is going to lead us in victory because victory has already been attained. You don't have to attain the victory yourself. We just walk in the victory that God has already purchased through Jesus. So what can defeat us if we unhook from what God is leading us to do? Because he's leading us in victory. But if we take ourselves out of the game, then we'll be defeated. Then, And if you know God is leading you to victory, Satan is leading you to, to defeat. So anything that's not on the path of victory with God is defeat. And that's what Satan is continually 
trying to hit you in different ways, trying to hit me in different ways to get us off. People say, well, why is there a fight? Why, why, should, why, doesn't, why, don't, why isn't just, if God's, you know, uh, if he's really won the victory, why, why, didn't, why do we ever have a challenge? Because there's a devil and because there's people that listen to the devil and we live in a fallen world. And so there's going to be pushback. There is pushback in this world, but it can't stop you. It can't, it can't, it can't shipwreck you. But what the, the pressure is going to try to do, if there's a, try to get enough pressure to get you off, to get you looking at the circumstance more than you're looking at God. And see, if it becomes too clouded, if we allow the circumstance to cloud our ability to hear God and to stay on Him, now you can get disconnected. Now you can get off on the wrong path. And so this is the thing. This is We have to guard against this. Ephesians 6, verse 10. I know we're going over some things that we went over last week. We're going to go... We're just going through this, hitting this from some different angles, and uh, I'm going to add a few more scriptures today, but really this is kind of a second part of, of talking about the fact that there is a fight. So don't, don't, it's not going to do any good to bury our heads in the sand and be like, well, there's no fight. I don't like the fact that this fight, there's a fight, and I'm not going to, I don't want there to be a fight. We need to move past that and realize there is a fight. And in, in a word and faith circle, sometimes people have got an idea that if you have enough faith, you're just not going to have any challenges and there's not going to be a fight because you're going to attain to the place that you just sail through every day and every week and every year and you don't have any challenges and you don't really have to fight. You just, you're at such a faith level that things don't challenge you. It doesn't matter how much faith you have, Satan is still the God of this world and it still has a right to be here and is going to do everything that he can to try to hit you. Now, he cannot win but he has a legal right to be here and to try to, to try to stop you. And so we need to know that we have the victory and know that if a challenge comes, we still win. And not to fall off our chair if there's a fight, because there is a fight. Paul just said, I fought the good fight of faith. He tells Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Don't you wish there wasn't a fight? Don't you wish it was just lay back in your easy chair and that was it? Man, I've heard about faith and that's it. You just need to hear about it, need to hear a few good uh, faith sermons, and now the devil will leave you alone. You don't have to, don't magnify the devil. Don't magnify it. God's bigger than anything the devil is. We're not doing that. We're not saying you don't magnify what he can do. You don't also act like he's not around. And you don't act like there should never be a challenge. What you do is, okay, whatever. Okay, so you're going to try that? Yeah, you're still going to lose. Here we go. You just stay there. You just stay. No, we're, we're winning. But you're not fighting him. If you get into where you're trying to fight the devil, you're fight, trying to fight a ba battle that's already been won, which is a tactic. If you can get people off on that, and he does. You're not warring with him. The only indirectly, you're, you're fighting so that you can stay at rest, fighting to stay there, but you're not fighting him directly. He's like trying to distract you. It's like, no, you, you're already winning, and this, he's trying to get you off, but I don't have to engage you directly. I just have to basically 
put you in your place, ignore your tactics, take authority over you, and go on with God. I don't have to defeat you. You're defeated. You're trying to convince me you're not defeated. We may talk about some of that more later, a different time, but... Let's go to Ephesians 6, verse 10. Ephesians 6, 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So it's being strong in what God. He's, he's able to make you strong. You're not fighting this battle alone. Put on the whole armor of God. We're not going in depth on, on the, the armor, but you know, this is talking about the armor of God later in this, um, in this chapter. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, how are you wrestling? Are you trying to defeat them? No, they're trying to get unbelief in you. They're trying to push against you. You're not, Jesus has already defeated them. They're wrestling with you to try to distract you to get you off. Sometimes that sounds like people. Do you know that, especially if they're unsaved and ungodly people, people can yield to the devil so easily without knowing you. And so you think it's the person. They're, they're saying stuff to you. They, they're acting like they're, you know, against you. And they're just yielding to thoughts that come. They have no understanding of spiritual things or anything. A thought pops in their head about you and they just spit it out. They're not your problem. People are never your problem. You say, I beg to differ. People, I have had lots of people that are my problem. They may be a symptom. But again, go back to our text. God, Jesus always, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph. It doesn't matter who the person is. And if you make the person your problem, you've disconnected from believing God can take you through. Now you're going to start dealing with the person and trying to get them out of the way. It doesn't matter if they're there. God can go over them, around them, through them, make another way, have them removed. Amen. I'm thinking of something early on. I won't say it. We'll just move along. I'll just keep to. We'll just keep moving. I, I don't want to get off on something. The story. I'm just thinking of an incident. Now you guys are curious, but we'll move on. You'll survive. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The point I want to, to focus on here is it says that, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand. So there is, there is a fight there that is showing that there is something coming against you. The evil day is not, you know, when it seems like everything's going well. It's when you're getting pressed. And it's saying you need to be able to stand in that condition, and having done all to stand. That means you're going through. That means you're going to win. That means it's not going to take you out. Well, see, there's a fight to believe that in the stand. Anybody can believe that when nothing's going on. It's when there's pressure. We have to know that, okay, so there's pressure. So what? You stand. Well, what do you do? I've been standing. You stand. Until when? Until. Until. When? Till you see victory. 
You don't stop fighting. Well, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm just done fighting. Don't say that. Because that's a tactic to get you to quit before you've seen the victory. That's a tactic to get you to agree with that you are not going to be able to stand. That you're going to, I just can't do it anymore. Well, that would be, then you're going to be defeated. Versus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Lord just said in verse 10. I'm going over. I, I'm winning. This is not an exception to the always. Yes. So I always triumph. So God's leading me in triumph right now. It is not God, God telling you I just can't take anymore and I can't do it. That is never God. God is not, that's not his leading. If he's leading you on the victory path, the, the victory path does not include I'm going to quit. That is how we disconnect and that's how we lose. So we need to understand that there's a push. We need to understand that there's a press back, a push back. Look at 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. First Peter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world in the nlt it says stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In the CEV, it says, be on guard and stay awake. That's good advice. Now, that doesn't mean you're scared. That doesn't mean you're, you're shaking. That doesn't mean you're making a lot of your enemy. It just says, be on guard and stay awake. That means you're alert. That means you're aware. That means you don't Start acting like there's no fight, there's no challenge, because if you do that, you're actually drifting. Again, we're not talking about being anxious. We're not talking about being nervous, because the Bible clearly tells us we're not supposed to do that. On the, you can be alert without being anxious. You can be alert without being overly concerned. You can be alert and aware and calm. Right? And so something then happens that you say, oh, no, 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 we're not, no, we're not going down that way. No, you're not going to do that. Verse 8, be on guard against, uh, be on guard and stay awake. Your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion, lion seeking around to find someone to attack. But you must resist the devil and stay strong in your faith. You know, in the NLT, it says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Here it says, resist the devil and stay strong in your faith. Say, you resist him and you stay in faith. You resist him and you stay full of faith. You stay on track with God. You keep going in the same path. You don't get disconnected from what God has said. 
You don't get disconnected from the plan of God for you. You don't get disconnected from the word of God and the leading of God. You don't get pushed off because of pressure. We keep going on. We keep pushing through. We keep going over. Always. James 4, 6. It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So there's a push. That push you feel is trying to get you out of faith. What do you do? You resist. You resist. You resist, and it says he will flee. He'll flee. But it, and we just read that in the, um, in first Peter, it says, resist him steadfast in the faith, resist him strong in your faith. You resist and you stay strong. And if you do that, you're going to win. If you resist the attacks, if you resist, that's your fight is to resist and to stay in rest and to stay on track. That, that sums up the fight that sums up so much of what we do in this fallen world is that we follow God and our fight is just to stay at rest and to stay with him. And so what do you do to stay on that path? You're going to have to resist anything that would get, um, try to get you off and you stay in faith. You resist, you stay in faith. You resist, you stay in faith. You resist, you stay in faith. You're not fighting anything. You're fighting to stay at rest. You're fighting to stay on track. You're not fighting enemies. You're fighting just to follow God and to stay with him. And if you do that, you resist and you stay in faith. You resist, you stay in faith. Then victory is assured. It's really that simple. But part of the tactic is to convince you it's not that simple. No, this time it's different. No, this time you're going down. No, this time there's no way. See, look at this. See this. Feel this. Look, and what is that? It's just trying to get you to go over here instead of just resist and stay in faith. Now, there's a challenge that you're going to feel when you're in the middle of circumstances. That is the fight. There's a push. There's a very, there's very real pressure. You can have thoughts, you can have feelings, you can have images trying to show you a future that's bleak, show you a future that is defeat, show you a future that's le leading. The devil brings thoughts, videos, and it's not just 3D, it's 4D. It comes with feelings. He gives you not only the picture of something in 3D, but the emotions and the feelings that goes with it. And he's trying to get you to identify with it. Identify with the defeat. Identify with a future that he's trying to push on you. And so there is very real, there are very real feelings. There is very real pressure. He'll, he'll paint a picture of the sky falling. Figuratively. Whatever that looks like in your circumstance, whatever the current pressure is or the circumstance, he, he will try to paint an inevitable outcome that's negative. And he'll tell you, 
Doesn't matter if you're in faith. Doesn't matter. This is what's going to happen. It's already set in motion. You can't do anything about it. It's going to happen. And you're just playing games if you think there's anything else but this is what's going to happen. The devil is a liar. But he's very good at it. We're not glorifying him, but he's a con artist. And if you think, well, it doesn't matter, it doesn't, it's, it's subtle. It's half-truths, it's third-truths, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, if you try to play in that realm and try to figure out with it, you, you figure out with him and reason, you're going to be defeated because he's better at it than you. He's been around longer than you. Now, that's not glorifying him, it's just fact. He's, he's seen people like you for millennia. <coughs> He, talk about a personality test. He knows all the personalities. He can see you coming 100 miles away. That's why you don't deal with him in the realm of the mental. You deal with him in faith. Because if you start looking at stuff, he'll paint it and say, this is inevitable. And if you try to come back in the natural, yeah, but this and this and reason, he'll flip you on your back and have 15 other reasons why it's going to happen. But if you bring him into the realm of faith, and say, no, the word of God says, and I'm not giving in now because this is true, and I don't care about your picture and your video and your 4D feelings. I, God said it, and this is what's going to happen, and you push back and paint a picture of what God said. That's right. And you say, no, the victory is still there, and so you shut that stuff out and say, no, I don't care how inevitable it feels. You're a liar, and you be quiet and start you get close to God and look at his word and look at what he's telling you and he's still pointing you to victory and you declare that. You say, no, this is what's going to happen and you speak it in, in the face of anything that would contradict. The pictures, the images, the feelings, you, you push them back and you say, no, this is what God says. You paint a picture and a video and a future of what God says and you stay on that track because that's where you're headed if you stay with the Lord. Discouragement comes from listening to the devil's lies. Think about it. Discouragement comes from listening to the devil's lies because if the truth is, God always leads you in triumph. And the truth is, he leads us in victory. He gives us the victory every time then anything else that would bring discouragement is not looking at that truth. It's looking at an alternative result that is not based on what God said. And so we don't look at that. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. We still say God can bring victory through this. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Anything that would discourage you is, has a lie in it somewhere. There may be some truth in it, which is what the devil will know. This part's true. Yeah, but he's not telling you the whole thing. The truth is, in spite of that thing that may be a fact, God has something that can overcome it, and that's the fact you'll still win. But he'll try to just dwell on that. Oh, no, but the doctor said. Oh, no, but this is the circumstance. Oh, no, but that's the schedule. Whatever. Oh, no, this is what your boss said. Oh, no, that's what your relative said. And he'll push He'll try to push that, but what, he, what he's cutting out is, and God already has a way around that, and God already made a provision, and God's power is greater. See, that's the truth, but if he can get you to, to, to focus on something that's just part of it, he can defeat you. And all the while, he knows the truth, but he won't reveal that to you. He's going to lie and create a smokescreen. What is the point of, what, what's the end game? 
He's trying to separate you from faith. He's trying to get you off track. So what do we do? Resist that. Resist it. And when we talk about it in here, when we talk about it, you know, when we're all together and we're looking at the word, it seems so simple. And it's like, of course, you can see him coming. It's going to resist. That's not the way it feels when you're in the middle of the circumstance. That's and right. it feels like it's inevitable. And you feel like the only thing that you're just wasting your time saying anything contradictory because it's going to happen. That's when you push right in and say you declare the, God, the word of God anyway. That is resisting him. That is basically saying, you're wrong, you're a liar, I believe God, and I'm, I'm going to stay in faith. I will not disconnect from him because his way is victory. And it happens over and over and over. Satan, he's a liar. He's just trying to get you to take the bait, to disconnect you from the plan of God. No matter if it's a small thing, a plan of God for the day that you're going to be successful. He can get you derailed and spend the whole day in bed or spend the time, you know, whatever. He's defeated you for that day. Mm-hmm. All the way to he's trying to get you on a different plan for your life, tell you that, you know, stuff's not working or you got to be doing something else. No, there is a fight. That's the fight. Just stay with God. We stay with him. And we're assured victory, always, always.